Hello, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing The Duke with a Dragon Tattoo by Kerrigan Byrne, the sixth book in her Victorian Rebels series. But before we dive in, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform, and please rate and review us. Jessen and I would love to hear from you, so follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom. Join our Patreon for access to exclusive giveaways, a look behind the scenes of our episodes, and exclusive content, including monthly videos where we answer all of your burning questions. Thank you also to our amazing patrons, Melina, Lexi, Danielle, Ashley, Stephanie, Justine, and Rachel. You girls rock. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk a little bit about what's been going on with you. Well, this is our last recording at this house yeah i'm moving (sighs) temporarily to a temporary house while i house hunt yeah and this is our last it's kind of barren here i don't know know how that's gonna affect it feels so lonely maybe we'll be (laughs) echoey because my furniture is like very minimal at the moment right (laughs) i'm almost done moving out right it's kind of bittersweet this is where we started yeah i know i know i was thinking that too it feels a little bittersweet this is where we started our podcast i'm (laughs) so used to our little setup here yep we're gonna have to move you know podcasting will be somewhere different next week yep so that's that's what's been going on with me i have been moving like a maniac, I have bruises all over my body from moving furniture, <laughs> and I I'm love sorry, it. I should not be laughing at that. That is I hilarious. Like, you have bruises. I, I bruise easily, too. I, like, text pictures to my friends in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look at all my stuff in my car. And they're like, how did you even get that in there? And I'm like, I found a way. I found a I way to lift, shit. <laughs> to lift this really heavy object into my car. Well, I know one morning you, you were, like, uh, you know, messaging me mm-hmm. um recording messaging me and um i could tell you were like okay i gotta get this in the back of the car all right and it's like 6 fucking a.m like <laughs> what are you doing what are you doing crazy woman yeah i was definitely <laughs> up really early packing my car with tenacious shit. that's yeah. what i'm so yeah. what, have, what have you been okay up to? so okay <laughs> um something to know and you know this about me but um our family's into community theater and uh so i've done some plays but my husband likes the musicals and right now he is rehearsing for legally blonde oh yeah okay and he has love his part this is great (laughs) whenever you told me what his part was i was like this is perfect okay he's gonna rock it uh, so let me tell you my husband ex-cop super kind of macho-y dude Mm -hmm. um and he's now a teacher you know but his roles are he has a couple of small roles. One is Dewey, the total like douchebag. Yeah, Paulette's husband ex. of Paulette's. Yes. So he's he's got Who a, is a dog stealer. Yeah, he's a dog <laughs> stealer. He comes out like, I don't know, in the wife beater shirt and all that crazy mm-hmm. crap. But his other role is Carlos, the lover, the gay lover of the dude on sand. I can't remember the other guy who's the pool on, boy. Yeah, yes, the pool the, boy. He's the pool boy that says that he was having an affair right. with um, the wife who's um, up for murder. Right. So Kevin came home. <laughs> He's like, Stephanie, this number I have to do. Oh, my God. They were peeing on themselves laughing. <laughs> like the, the the other actors and actresses. Like his dance routine? Him doing it. His dance routine. He does like, you know, fan kicks and over the desk. Um, he has to sing in this accent. You know, the gay or European song. Is he gay or European or whatever? Oh, my gosh. I'm so ready for this. Oh, my God. I'm ready for this. Yeah. So much. I cannot wait to see him do a fan kick. I just don't even know if I can handle it. I'm going to be dying laughing. It's gonna be I'm so ready for family. I know. Night. And he comes home and he's like, oh, my knees. I need to, I need to, I need to work out. <laughs> <laughs> Not as young as it used to be. But yeah, so he's got like a full on ensemble dance number routine, whatever. This is going to be the best. I don't know if I'll be able to contain my laughter in the know, audience. And like, they'll definitely hear me tackle. Oh, and whenever yeah. I'm laughing hard, I have the weirdest wheezing laugh mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty embarrassing so he'll be hearing me oh yeah it's it's gonna be something else i can tell you that <laughs> i can't wait for this this is great oh, so if y'all right, are next in month. louisiana in uh the spring months mm-hmm. yeah yep, so can come. come march we'll be over there watching legally blonde <laughs> <laughs> kevin making a total i can't wait it's <laughs> I feel like it's the perfect role for him, though, because I know he's going to totally do it justice. Oh, my God. He's so excited about this role. You have no idea. Like he is when he puts himself into something like he's all in. So they better look out. Take this role serious. (laughs) All right, you guys. So enough about us. Let's get into our episode today. 
So The Duke of the Dragon Tattoo by Kerrigan Byrne. This is a multiple POV book featuring a second chance romance with a decades long separation and a dash of piracy. As with any Kerrigan Byrne novel, the characters are put through the ringer and their love is tested. She is a master at developing the emotional relationship of her characters to heighten the impact of their trials. You'll fall in love with these characters and see a familiar faces from the Victorian Rebel series. So how did I come across Kerrigan Byrne? I had seen her among my other author friends on Facebook, but I didn't really know know her. You know what I mean? Right. But I saw a post for her book, The Highwayman, which is book one. In the That's v- a really pretty cover. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful cover. Beautiful. Yes. And just the whole Sweeping. is very it's just a stunning stunning historical romance cover and i was like "Ooh, this looks beautiful so then i read the blurb and i was like oh man it was all the sort of dark and broodiness and most of the historical romance i'd read up until that point were you know more julia quinn more kind of a little light. bit lighter yeah so i read it and like fell in love like crazy insano in love hey. well since then i've forced kerrigan to be my friend at least online <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. I'm I so sorry. It. That's great. You I know. Say no fangirl. I know. I can't, I cannot help it with her. Oh. Yeah. I'm just, I'm glad that you brought her up again mm-hmm. whenever we were deciding episodes to do for the podcast. I think this was your number one that you wanted to put on there. Oh, yeah. You this like, was... we have to do a book in <laughs> the Victorian Rebel series. Exactly. So just like I like to add books that I want Juliet to read, she likes to add books that she wants me to read. <laughs> and if it's on the podcast, it means we can't back out. Yeah, this is our way we manipulate each other. Pretty much. I'm like, read you know, all the series that I've been telling you to read. <laughs> and she does the same to me. <laughs> and it's, it, I mean, it's a beautiful, benefic- mutually beneficial thing because oh, yeah. we end up by loving everything. It's exactly. just there's so many books in the world. There's so many recommendations. There's so many. And I get all overwhelmed sometimes. And that's when I just go, Justin, have you read this one yet? Yeah. You're like my go-to girl. I like to find out if if you know the author. If you don't, I'm like, okay, I'll, it'll go on the back burner, but I'll check her out. You yeah. Know? The TBR so. file is forever <laughs> insane. So I'm excited. You got some insider scoop. So here are the tentative titles for the three books in the series. The first one is called How to Love a Duke in 10 Days, which I love that title. I do too. So cute. It is. <laughs> the next one, which this- you know this word just gets me and hooks me every time. It's all Scott and bothered. I know. I Scotland, Scottish Highlanders. <laughs> yes, I'm I in. Know. You don't even have to beg me. I will read this book that is like because it's such a clever title, too. I just love I it. I just love it. And the last one is The Importance of Being an Earl. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited about this series. I can't wait to see what how it's going to be different from Victorian Oh, me Rebels. too. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what she comes up with with I these know. characters because she has some awesome, awesome heroes and heroines as well. So I am I know. all for this. First of all, a I know. heroine in Victorian age who's an archaeologist. an archaeologist. I'm all over this shit. Intrigued. Yes. Beyond intrigue. And and Kerrigan is amazing. Like, the shit she researches and knows for each of these books, it, I'm just Oh, yeah. Amazed. I feel like historical would be the last subgenre of book that I would write, not that yeah. I write any. Yeah. Just because I'm a meticulous, I need to know the details and I need to know yeah. that they're accurate. And I would have to research the hell yeah. out of- Yeah, it might take of, three years to do one novel. Right. <laughs> exactly. Know? So kudos to Kerrigan oh, for yeah. doing this- so well. Okay, well, let's get back to the Duke with the Dragon Tattoo, the actual <laughs> book that we're doing the podcast on. Hey, did we tell you what we're actually doing? Okay, okay yeah. so go. So let's talk a little bit about the, our characters. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about our characters. So we have Lorelai Weatherstoke. Um, we first meet her as a young girl whose compassion for wounded animals led her to rescue a badly beaten young man. Her own experience with her injured ankle has made her one of the most compassionate and caring women. A bond is immediately forged between Lorelai and the injured young man. The boy, quote unquote, um, the only name we are given at the start, has been beaten so badly that he suffers from amnesia and can't remember his past or even his own name. And so Lorelai christens him Ash, uh, but their newfound connection is cruelly cut short as Ash disappears for 20 years, only to reemerge as a notorious pirate known as the Rook. You've bum, been bum, you've bum. been rooking me for like ever. You're like, go read the rook. You and have I'm to like, see. <laughs> like, who the fuck is the rook? <laughs> oh my god, he's so hot. I love him. I love All him. right, so we get to the fun part. This is my favorite part, the mm-hmm. spoilery part. Yes, here we if go. If you've not read this book, we will spoil the fuck out of it. Yes. So go read it. Come yeah. back and just we're press pause. Dis- 
go read that real fast yeah. and then hop back on over. <laughs> yeah. So go read it, come back and come listen to us. All right. Okay. So now we are in the spoilery part and Spoiler. let's start with the showdown, Jessen. I'm going to let you go first and then oh, I'll talk about mine. Okay. You're going first today. All right. Let's hear it. I'm confident in mine. I think I know what yours is going to be, too. Well, I always think I know. Well, tell me if it's right. Okay. I always think I know yours, but you've surprised me a couple times. Okay. Okay. My favorite scene. does It's not even between the hero and the heroine. <laughs> Neither is mine. <laughs> okay. Which is, I mean, I've had scenes like this before, but yeah. my favorite scene is whenever the Rook, a.k.a. Ash, reunites with <laughs> Dorian Blackwell. Yes. It's, it's been a reunion in the making for several books mm-hmm. we've heard about this boy since the highwayman right this and is so exactly the scene i thought you were going to say too. this this is like the big payoff this is the payoff like they're finally together yes he, the rook has amnesia he doesn't know who he is and i'm like yes they're together he's gonna remember he's gonna yeah. remember and it's lovely whenever dorian blackwell knows who mm-hmm. the rook is he's like i'm not dorian blackwell you are and i'm like yes oh my god tell him who he is there's some and serious brotherly yes, emotion they they were the blackheart brothers yeah. in newgate prison they had such a bond they washed yeah. each other's backs they went through fucking hell together yeah and i like them meeting as um as older men they're like in their 40s now mm-hmm. compared to like what 17 whenever they right were in they're newgate. like older teens right exactly they've been through a fuck ton of shit and but their reunion's very sweet and at the moment Rook's having a problem with Lorelai. Yeah. They're not they're not meshing. He can't get her to submit yeah. to him as his wife. And Dorian, the not really Dorian Blackwell, his real name's Dougal McKenzie. Right. <laughs> but he gives him advice and it's this awesome moment and they're just bonding. It's a brotherly yeah, it's, it's a brotherly, so brotherly bond. and it's so amazing. He gives the most awesome advice and i also like the rooks like tentative i like how you call me brother or like you yes. call me brother and i was just like oh, oh my god i know I, I'm my heart was melting romance yeah. i'm really here for the bromance. oh yeah my heart was totally melting for the bromance in this one so Absolutely. that's my favorite scene yeah. the reuniting okay. of the black heart yeah. brothers I, I think you might beat me in this one because i do love that scene so one thing <laughs> i really love in books especially these kinds of books where they have like all of this angst and build up whatever is serious payback like motherfucking i'm gonna cut your head off payback okay oh, so my now. favorite scene <laughs> is when lorelei is about to be married and she's on the chapel steps and um in comes this black coach swoops up where she's outside with her asshole brother mortimer you know, mm, more on him later. Yeah, more on him later. And uh, he literally the rook pops up. And I think he says like one or two words and just stab- stabs him, kills him, kills him. Done. Just, it's over. It was so beautiful. It was like the most beautiful. It was great. Justice, uh, yeah. revenge scene I have ever witnessed. Right. Because Mortimer is the reason why they had a 20 year separation. Exactly. So it's definitely amazing payoff whenever he oh just like, you're off off the playing field. Yeah. Like Kerrigan no did one. not mess around at no. all. And I loved it. It was, it, it was so I, brutally violent too. I feel I've so bad for loving that scene, but I, I'm I like, know. hell yeah, you I, deserve that's what that. I was, that's what I meant. Like, I have some serious, like, violent. I'd love for some just violent tendencies. Violent guys. revenge. <laughs> but I can do it in romance and sleep with know. one eye open if Juliet's there. Okay, so we're gonna post this as always on our social media. On Thursdays, we usually give you a little time to listen to our podcast first. I also put them on our highlight reel, so yeah. if you don't catch it on Thursday, you can go click it and vote. Let's move into the breakdown, guys. Let's get into this. Yeah. All right. So in the prologue, we open in Newgate Prison, which we have. We, it is a very familiar place. If you've read the Victorian Rebel series, mm-hmm. a couple of um, our other place. characters have been here. Nasty ass place, by the way. Um, and anyone serving a sentence here goes through unimaginable horrors. Like it's it's very shocking, especially other books i think the one that the hunter the most is I, the hunter oh god Jesus, i just can't. oh my god my heart anyway. yeah christopher's oh man anyway. anyway okay moving right along uh okay so the boy we see getting a tattoo which is done by a character named walters is of a sigil a dragon with the words 
a Negre Aqua. Yeah, Negre Aqua, which I'm like, I don't know what threw me off. I'm pretty sure it was that it, it was all caps, but how yes, did I miss caps. what it meant? Because whenever they do reveal what it means, <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm duh. dumb. I'm yeah. like, I am so dumb. Well, it's Latin. I th- I'm, tr- I'm yeah. sure I looked it up the first time. but I, um, I just kept plowing through because I was like, I need to know what happened. Right. And, and, and in the prologue, we also hear this tale of this like lost treasure. Okay. Right. And that sort of talked to Bennett about a little bit and how important this treasure is. And, you he know, wants to find it. He, he wants to find it. He wants to find it. Once he is um, out of Newgate prison. Right. That's his, that's his plan. And he wants his friends to come with him. Right. Which includes Walters, who's doing the tattoo. We right. do see Walters in um, The Highwaymen and um, also his Blackheart brother, who is yes. Dougal McKenzie. Yep. Oh, God. It's so good. Um, and we learned that the boy serves a sentence for, um, quote um, unquote, quote unquote, Cutter's crime and someone else's crime. Okay. Um, because he owed him after what had happened to Cutter's sister, Caroline. Okay. And that's kind of all we know. Whenever you were reading this book for the first time, not rereading for the podcast, did you make that connection who Caroline was or no? Or it, did it just it, kind of slip your mind? It felt familiar. But you didn't know. I didn't know for sure, but it felt familiar. See, I don't know if it's because I read them all within the past two months, but I was like... Yeah, you read them all I like... I knew right away who, it, who was. it was. So I felt, just for me, the impact of the reveal of who Cutter is mm-hmm. was a little bit blunted. Just because if you read them all the way through right. and you know who Caroline is, then you know who Cutter is already. Yeah. So that but- was just a little bit... I was like, dang it, I wish they wouldn't have said... Caroline, if they were yeah. just been like Cutter's sister, a, Cutter's sister, or but uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. It's, it was a good payoff for you, and I like this connection a lot. Oh, I, I do like too. This full circle <laughs> connection, which we will talk about later toward yeah. the end of the breakdown, right? And then we see another scene, a familiar scene that plays out with the guards calling him Dugan McKenzie, and they beat, um, practically beat him to death. They try to beat him to death, right? You know, they're mistaking him for they're Dugan mis- McKenzie because exactly. they switch cells. Yeah, they switch cells with for him to get the tattoo, right? Because Dugan it's just a cell all. With and Walters. I love how she plans this. Like it's all this circumstance. They just switched for like a night, yeah. and it was that night that these you know guards thugs come. can't come to kill him. You're right. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So we switch point of view and we go to Lady Lorelai. She's riding in a carriage with her brother, awful, awful man, and mm. her father when she spots an injured man in the road. At first, she thinks it's a dead person. Right. They think it's a corpse laying right. in the yard or something. Exactly. And um, then they find out, well, he's moving. He's not dead. And Lorelai, she likes rescuing wounded animals so she was like we have to help him we have to get him to a doctor and her um brother and her dad get him into the carriage and she her brother is so cruel it's ridiculous they call her duck and she doesn't like the name you don't know why at first i know and then he calls her a cripple and so we're like okay well something's wrong with her yeah and apparently it's something to do with walking because she was like, well, you can't, you can't get out and help or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So her nickname is basically making fun of her. Yeah. How she walks because she waddles, and I'm just like, I hate you already. He's horrible. He says a lot of nasty things, mm-hmm. and I won't say all of them because it just makes me angry mm-hmm. thinking about how horrible he is to her. But whenever the man is in, um, in the carriage, Mortimer does observe. Well, you can't be a full grown man because. He doesn't have as much pubic hair. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was like, he and he's trying to embarrass Lorelai. This is yeah. the whole point of his awfulness. But anyway, yeah. Lorelai kneels down next to him and grasps his hand and says, don't go. Stay here with me. And mm-hmm. he like grasps her back. And whenever they're like, well, you need to sit. And she tries to sit. He like tugs her back. And so yeah. I'm like, ooh, instant bond forming. Yes. I felt that. Yes. I felt it so much. She's like pulling him back from death. Right. And then she spots his tattoo, uh, this tattoo on a on his forearm, but it's partially destroyed because he has burns all over right. him. Right. And he's, we later find out yeah. that they like threw him in this like this like pauper's grave pit, sort of thing. Yeah. Pit, like this mass grave. Yep. And they poured lye all over yeah. them and like lit them on fire. It's and like he, like survived. <sighs> Jesus. He like crawled out of there. But I think um it rained that night, so it Yeah, it, it was doused, raining and so it doused it the fire. It like him not another be a circumstance that sort of saved man. him. Yeah, like fate. 
God, it was awful. But anyway, the boy recovers because he is drawn by her voice. He doesn't know who it is because his face is kind of burned. So they Mm -hmm. wrap him up. He has amnesia and her voice is what grounds him. And when he finally lays eyes on her, he just knows that his heart beats only for her. That's what he says. Yeah. He is already committed. And I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm here for that instant connection. And if you go through something like that, I mm-hmm. totally understand how this bond forms. And Lorelai's so compassionate. And she, like, has been feeding him and, well, and just I, talking to yeah. him. Yeah. And I love this whole time. He's, you know, they've got bandages around his eyes and everything. And he falls in love just hearing her voice. He's right. never he even laid eyes on her. her. You know? He doesn't fall in love with her physical Right. Self. He falls in love with her voice and her compassion and yes, just her, her personality. Yeah. So awesome. Points for him for loving her. And then whenever he sees her, he's like, yep, yep, solidified. Love mm-hmm. you. <laughs> but her You're mother mine. teases her about her rescuing, rescuing wounded animals. <sighs> and she's feeding him at the time. And her brother mentions like about the rabbits and he yes. killed the rabbits and he put them in the stew. Like these were yeah. animals that he, she had saved. Yes. Like, and he did it to make her squirm to make, like she ran out of the room and what, was like throwing what, up. What, what kind of sadistic asshole? He is does evil. This? He is so evil. Yeah. And he's basically a sociopath. Yeah. In so the, the Victorian, boy, the boy makes this observation and he thinks to himself, he makes a promise to himself that one day he's going to kill Mortimer for making her cry. And I'm like, fuck yes. And so he does. I'm like, hell. <laughs> in one of the most yeah. epic scenes mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and he doesn't know his name or anything. So Lorelai gives him a name and a birthday. And she gives him the name Ash for the Tree of Life, which heals the sick and protects the innocent. And I thought that was really lovely. I like how she named all of her animals, like, great names for them yes. to, like, live up to because she felt like if you had, yes. like, a purpose, you a ha- goal, mm-hmm. something, it would, like, it would help life them. worthwhile. It like, she, she heals them spiritually in a way, you know? Yes, it's just, like, does. so sweet. So she's – and she's very innocent and sort of – I don't want to say childlike, but she shows him her menagerie of wounded animals that she's nursing back to health. And one of them is a raven. So, which was very cool. Um, He asks her about her injury because her ankle was broke. She says her ankle was broken and never healed properly, but she doesn't disclose how yeah, it happened. Not quite yet. He not has to quite press yet. a little bit harder. Yeah. To, but he knows. He already knows. He knows that Mortimer did it in because some he, way. He's very observant. He's right. like, yeah, he has to be responsible right. for it. And this, this did remind me of Game of Thrones, the hound and the, and mountain. the mountain. Yes. Yes. And the mountain burned his brother. It is revealed later. The reason why Mortimer broke her ankle was because she was playing with one of his toys. And yeah. so, and so he came and just Broke yeah. her freaking ankle. And broke her ankle. And her father never called for a doctor yeah. to heal it. That's what and makes me crazy. The father never called for a doctor because he didn't want his son to get in trouble. He didn't want any he embarrassment. Want, yeah. You know. She, she says something whenever they're in the carriage. I forgot what her family motto is, but she says what it should be is, what would pe- people think? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah. He's so concerned. Yes with and, what, what other people horrible, think rather than taking care of your daughter what a horrible yeah. horrible upbringing for her but yeah that really does remind me of the hound in the mountain yeah and we have this sort of quote in ash's uh then ash at this point uh point of view he understood she fixed broken creatures because no one cared enough to fix her fucking dagger Harrigan, <laughs> what are you doing to me <laughs> wiping tears it's oh. just beautiful oh, you know man. i i made this observation Throughout all of her novels in the Victorian uh, series, mm-hmm. she is so poetic with her writing. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It is just beautiful, beautiful writing. It is. So he plans on getting rid of Mortimer early on and working his way up so that he can marry Lorelai. That's his plan, you know, as a young man when he's there. So he gets better and they're obviously getting closer and closer and closer. And their last day together, um, he gives her a a kiss, you know, a, a, a nice chaste yeah, it's Kiss. Chase. It's yeah, Chase. it's um, but he thinks you know I love you, but he no- doesn't tell her this. Yeah, something pulls it back. You're gonna regret it. But You're gonna regret it. But <laughs> he does say this, <laughs> Lorelai. There are only two indisputable facts in this world: one that the sun will set in the west, and two that I'll come for you always. Oh, beautiful line. One of my favorite quotes from the entire. No, that's a book. really. It just sticks with you. Yeah. And and he he ain't lying. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's he going to make his way back. He came back eventually. 
Right. And so at this point, right at this little romantic, beautiful scene, Mortimer rides up like an yeah. ass hat. He's like, yeah, let's go. Okay, let's go. Because he's taking he's taking Ash to some nearby town for some apprenticeship at the docks yeah, or something like that. Introducing him to right, him right. Right. Introducing him to people, trying to get him a job so he can get on his own two feet. Uh, but then Mortimer tells Lorelai, you know, you'll be releasing two pets today, duck. Fuck. So it's very ominous. Asshole. You know, and then to Ash, let's get a move on. I'd hate to miss this appointment. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's it's so foreshadowing. I mean, it's just like, oh my God. It's heavy-handed foreshadowing. Yeah, it's, it's like, like slap you in the face with it. Like, <laughs> like you, you fell in love with these characters? I'm so glad you love them because I'm taking them away. <laughs> I'm separating them for, for 20 fucking years. I can't lie. Whenever I read that, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Is this for real right now? I voice messaged Juliet at like 6 a.m. And I was like, it's 20 years? I know. It's so funny. I was like, that's a really long time. I'm like, what were they doing this 20 years? And how are they not like involved with other people yeah. by this time? I was like very shooketh. Shook- after- <laughs> I read 20 years. I had to talk her down, y'all. I was I was freaking out. I'm still freaking out. <laughs> that was a long fucking time. Yeah, it I, was. I was it definitely, was. it was a what the fuck moment for me. But <laughs> it opens and it's Lorelai's wedding day. They <laughs> like course. go full steam ahead straight into this story. Um, Mortimer lost their house in a bet because he's a stupid asshole. He's, a stupid, he's not just stupid. stupid he's, asshole. I mean, he's not just an asshole. He's stupid. Yeah. Best and, kind and cruel. <laughs> like he lost it to this like, old geezer who yeah. like his family was like pig farmers but he like worked his way up he's like new money or whatever mm-hmm. and lorelei has to marry him so oh, god her sister-in-law veronica is a source of comfort to lorelei these past years yeah. and um made their mutual abuse by mortimer more bearable yeah. for having each other yeah because like, Mortimer abuses his wife and commiserate his, with yeah exactly Oh, it's so horrible. And so I knew, like, right away, I also messaged Juliet. I was like, I really hope whenever she escapes this that she takes Veronica I know, with her. Please don't leave Veronica. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, she does not – no one deserves Mortimer. Yeah. No one deserves her. No. Him. So Mortimer, we find out later she's thinking about – she's just thinking about everything. She's about to get married and mm-hmm. to someone she doesn't love. And Mortimer told Lorelai that Ash had remembered who he was and left. Yeah. And yeah, he, he, I was he, like – his amnesia went away. He remembered his old life and went back to it. Yeah. And he preferred that more. And so she's yeah. just been thinking, oh, well, he just didn't want me enough. Exactly. And, and that hurt, that killed me, too. It did. I'm like, I can't believe that's what she's been thinking these past 20 years. Like, <laughs> 20 not years. Not even hope. It's like, no, he preferred someone else to yeah. you. After he his old life. told me he would always come for me. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> so I already knew this wedding isn't going to happen. And oh, why yeah. do you ask? <laughs> because she notes <laughs> the footman who's unusually handsome and also unfamiliar she's you know you get right. familiar with your staff right so i was like mm, mm. i was like on red alert I was <laughs> oh like, me red too alert. i know i was like and oh my god oh my god she goes outside and she notes that the coachman has his collar turned up to ward off the wind and i was quote, like no, it's not. i was like it's to conceal his face that's right and i was like is that <laughs> is it him is it him oh so i was ready oh for god. it so good and it does not slow down because at the chapel, at the short drive for the chapel, um, <laughs> the coachman jumps down and unceremoniously, unceremoniously drives a knife under Mortimer's chin. Like, this is <laughs> gruesome like- picturing it. And it's great, though. And guess who it is? It is Ash. And I was, yeah. like, fucking vindicated. It's so awesome. And Ash goes up to her and he goes, I came for you. And Laura Lai says, Why? And Ash says, does the sun still set in the west? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fuck yes, he has come to claim his woman. So Rook and how do you say this name? I say Moncrief. Moncrief? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt like it was kind of like French-ish. Yeah. Um, They take the women, both of them, to their ship. (laughs) And we find out. Why he's called the Rook, well, we find out that the Rook is, like, a notorious name. Right. And he says, I have many names and even more titles, but first, I am the captain of the Devil's Dirge, more commonly known in this part of the world simply as the Rook, and that Ash doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So it's like, we're getting a totally different person. This is not the sweet boy that we This isn't the boy that was This is not the the person that was... Mm -hmm. You know, compassionate and loving and wanting to yeah. protect the wounded. Not that he doesn't want to protect right. Lorelai now, but this is like a whole different ballgame. Well, game. 20 years have passed, Justin. Yes. <laughs> Which is what makes me angry. I'm not angry. rubbing it in. <laughs> what makes me angry. 
So Veronica is already once they're on the ship. Veronica's already thinking of ways to escape. Yeah, I like Veronica. I she's, did. She's an awesome she character. Was like, she was like, Feisty. "We're gonna, we're gonna do this. Yes, we're, we're like, we're getting, we're out of getting here. out of here." She's very action oriented. Yeah, she wants to take. Yeah, action. I like her. Yeah, the but Rook says. There's going to be a wedding. He's like, the wedding. Good thing you're still in a wedding dress. Yeah, like, this is what? awesome. Okay, I love this scene so much. Moncrief is marrying them. And he <laughs> says, Captain, did you literally take this woman for the purposes of being your wife, for profit and desire, for plunder and pleasure, in seasickness and health for as long as you are inclined to have her? Brooke says, I did. She's mine. <laughs> Moncrief says, that's it then. By the powers vested in me by, well, you, I promise <laughs> I pronounce you pirate captain and wife. Felicitations to you both. You may kiss the bride. I'm like, this <laughs> it's like is great. the best ever. Okay. So I loved, loved Moncrief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does something kind of almost irredeemable toward the end. Yeah. And like, I'm conflicted about but that's how the key, I now. Almost irredeemable. But like, I don't know. I felt like it was almost too far. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see if he is redeemable or not. But at this moment, I was all for him i was like this dude is hella funny and i like his sense of humor it's just great he was a fabulous secondary character after the wedding um as much as lorelei missed ash she can't really reconcile the boy that she knew and fell for with this hard man with like you know just villainous reputation right because everyone knows the rook's reputation yeah, yeah the rook rook is like you said notorious for yeah, being his crew's known to be like deadly yes. murderous mm-hmm. you know pirates um but he tells her that he survived and crossed horizons for her and that he came for her the moment um he made his way back to england so he has been apparently across the globe all this well, time yeah, and i was like whenever he was like yeah the moment i'm like well where have you been for 20 years yeah, i will happened? never get over this yeah <laughs> i i will question this for the rest of my life i know and I i'm know. like why didn't you come sooner what the fuck could have possibly held you back i know <laughs> he has a good reason but, but he does yeah <laughs> So we find out that Mortimer drugged Ash that day, that fateful day, yep. and sold him to a merchant ship. He basically what they call Shanghai. Which I cannot help but read that word and think of Nicki Minaj because she has Why? a song like that. She has a song that's like Shanghai. It's literally oh, does she? so anyway, that's just like yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's pop culture. Pop culture reference. Entering Nicki entering Ma- into my historical romance <laughs> reading. Okay. Nicki Minaj is nowhere in the book. No. Just that no. Okay. Um <laughs> So Lorelai doesn't want to submit to him because she's like, she can't find Ash behind this, you know, dead-eyed predator. It's like, this. It's like, I think if I was her and having to live with Mortimer for 20 years. Right. I would fantasize of what it would be like to be taken away by Ash again. But yeah. then this person comes in that kind of looks like him, but doesn't act like him. And it's hard right. to reconcile that. Right. It's hard and he's to be cold like, and distant. Like this is not my fantasy. This right. is not. You're not the one who, who was supposed to come back for me. You right. know, that's supposed to be Ash. That was supposed to come back for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Lorelai mentions that Veronica would know where the lifeboats are because her father was a wealthy shipping magnate. You know, so she would be knowledgeable of the boats and how they could sort of like get out of here. Yeah, you navigation. Know. The sea. Yeah, this is all in her sort of like point of view. You know, she's even Veronica's looking through the through the window and she's like. Well, this is a type of fog that it's um, right. She even knew like something about close. the tides and everything. Yes. She, yeah, she knows. She knows her way about it, which I thought that was super yeah, cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I really. She's, she's a cool character. Yeah. So they almost they almost escape, except for Barnaby. She sees Barnaby and she remembers him from her home. Yes. And he was the guy who took care of the animals, especially her lame animals and everything mm-hmm. back at the and house she's like oh no they captured you too? they captured part of me i'm so sorry i knew right away i was like oh no he, was spy. <laughs> he has a plant the whole time and so then she's like trying like to save barnaby hands, like oh you're trying to escape i can't let you but i really like you <laughs> I and i don't want to get you in trouble but it was I, the cutest I really that scene. scene it was so cute because she was so worried about barnaby but yeah. barnaby was like one of rook's men God. who'd been planted years ago but then we kind of get a hint that he's been watching her for a while too. Yeah. So, and but I did love. Okay, a reference to one of our favorite favorite myths. Alert. Red alert. <laughs> Red alert. Persephone. One of my favorite subjects. Hades. Oh my god. Yeah. Persephone and Hades. Anytime that comes up, I'm like, I will not listen to any other 
version of the story <laughs> besides it's a love story. Exactly. Because that's my head it canon. Is, I know. And Same. Thank it you, is. Rachel, for creating Laura Olympus because you oh, fulfilled God. all my fantasies. Yeah. Once again, if y'all have not gone to check that out, you need to. <laughs> yeah. So we have this quote, if he was Lord of the underworld, was she Persephone then, a prize to be claimed, an unwilling bride to be dragged down to the depths as his consort? Oh, Lorelai, you're Dump so dramatic. <laughs> I don't so know. I was then, all into it. I'm like, I'm with you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Go with you. Go with your, your dark well, underworld. She, but we like this dark underworld type. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. take me, king of the underworld. And she's like, no. And I'm like, no, let no, him take no, you. Go, no, go. You go with him. You <laughs> <laughs> really want it. It's yeah. fine. It's, come on. Um, so whenever the rook catches them, the crew... I, this was a really hard scene. It made my heart really hurt for Lorelai. Yeah, it did. They make lewd jokes about yeah. Veronica and Lorelai, but they they basically just call Lorelai the other one. They're like, ooh, Veronica's the pretty one. Well, they don't say Veronica's yeah. the pretty one. They're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll take the pretty one and maybe that other one. Like, yeah. Very dismissively, like, you're not worth it's our so time. Sad. And of course, you know, she has that lame foot, so she's always right. felt like lesser, you know, because right. of that. Yeah. And that it's just it's just dagger to the heart and i hate that vulnerability in lorelei i do too i hate mortimer for creating it yes. but lorelei asked why he can no longer be ash and rook says that mortimer killed ash but doesn't elaborate this is yeah. where my frustration grows i'm like just tell her just <laughs> tell, tell her. her tell her the reason but he doesn't and our story would be over too soon if he tells her now. right so the rook asks what would what would you say if ash was here if Ash was here and if he were still alive, what would you say to him? Mm-hmm. And she just like loses it. And she's like, you promised you would come for me for years. I mourned you like a beloved who died tragically. Mortimer told me you remembered who you were. I thought you'd gone back to your life. Or- Obviously, it's not true at all. Yeah. And she's mad that he abandoned her to become a heartless deviant man. Like, this is yeah. what you left me yeah. for? Yeah, this, this is, is what this is what's been going this on. This is what you've been doing for right. 20 years while I've been suffering. Yeah. Like just suffering, like pining, yeah, you know, and you know, knowing my dreams were lost, right? Exactly, like no hope anymore. So the rook is like, he won't explain anything. He just doesn't, and but he's kind of using his body to his advantage because he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna take or I'm gonna run a bath, and she's like, I'm not taking a bath, and he's like, it's for me. I'm like, yes, you get naked. <laughs> like, go for it, and she, um. He asked her to, like, wash his back. She observes. Well, now he's, like, tatted up. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a tat girl, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not necessary. I'll still like you if you don't have tats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. We, not we don't mind smell, a little. But if. A little ink is nice. If you have ink, I'm like, that's hot. But anyway. Yeah. She notices that he has a lot of scars on his back that weren't there before because she's cared for him before. Mm-hmm. And he has a ton of tattoos. And he kind of makes this observation, and it's relating to what Lorelai is familiar with. He um, he makes a, comp- a comparison to the animal kingdom. He says, heroes and villains must men be defined thusly. There are none of either in the animal kingdom. There are only those who eat and those who are eaten. The strong prey on the weak. There is an order to things. You adapt and survive or you die. So basically, this is the mantra that he's been living right. for the past 20 years. This is the thing. He's like, it's do or die. If you're not there first, if you're not going to kill this person, they're going to kill you. Right. So here, I'm going to interject for one second. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say, I think this is a reason for the 20 years. Because if he had been, like, let's say he had been, he had survived for, I don't know, five years, even 10 years somewhere, he might have come out, old Ash might have survived. But I think that long <laughs> stop giving me evil eyes. She's giving me evil. <laughs> I, I don't think want that... him to be tortured for twenty years. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> but he was, Jessen. I get know. over it. I but can't. I think that's why he's so fucking See, this hard. Is why, this is okay, why that... Kerrigan's a genius. I know. Because she made us fall in love with Ash like in the first few chapters. Right. And then she just took him away and I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why did you do that to him? Why are you torturing me? <laughs> right. But I think it was that length of time that scarred him and built this entire cold, distant, you Definitely. know. Definitely, and I think it makes his struggle to come back right come back that much harder. That, that much harder, and that's yeah, he why can't it just takes suddenly be book. soft and everything with her. He can't just like turn it off, I you agree. know. So Rook is dying to be with her. 
because you get his point of view. And though he is irredeemable, a part of him wants to deserve Lorelai. And yeah. he feels like he kind of does. Like, after all the shit he's been through, he's like, this was my ray of hope and I finally have her. Like, I feel right. like I, feel like I, sh- I should like, be able I to have her. I deserve her. She's mine, right? Yeah, like, I feel like I should be able to have her. But I like him better for it because he doesn't take her by force. And right. he says he won't have her until she asks for it. And yeah. But he does give her opportunities, but Lorelai is just not taking the bait because Mm-mm. too soon they're reunited. I mean, they're reunited. Yeah, her head's blood. spinning. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. He just murdered a man in front of her like two yeah. seconds ago. Yeah. And, but he says, out there, I'm captain and I'm king in this chamber. You rule me. You command me. And I'm Ooh, like, baby. I would have been all on him. Like, I will command you. <laughs> but I have apparently less moral compunctions than Lorelai does. Yeah. Because, well, we're definitely but, not ladies like Lorelai. <laughs> for damn sure. But he does, however, kiss her silly against the wall. And then she passes the fuck out. I'm like, Lorelai. Girl, I pass out. my dreams. <laughs> I totally pass out. It was that amazing. You know, meanwhile, we get a Veronica's point of view. She hears a noise and finds a people that looks into the other room um she's like in this little bitty room by herself and the door is locked or whatever but she finds this peephole into the room next to them and sebastian is um engaged with a woman oh yeah he is <laughs> he's I quite was engaged. ready for it and i have to say this scene was super fucking hot this scene was so hot veronica was like such and a I was warrior, so, so but unex- she couldn't look away it was so unexpected yeah it veronica's was. like oh my god they are like getting it on right mm-hmm. but then sebastian his eyes, his gaze raises like it seems to be looking directly at the yeah, like, people. While he's going down on this other woman, yes, she's like, first of all, she's floored because all she's known is fucking Mortimer. Right, he's an asshole. Right, I'm sure. And he just... she doesn't even know that women can experience pleasure. Right, thing. she's not experienced pleasure from a man at all, and so she's seeing this, and he's like looking while he's you know <laughs> doing what he's doing with her. He's looking through the peephole at her. Yeah, and, and Veronica. She's like, Wait, no, he can't see me. He know. He knew she was nice. I know. He knew she was looking. Mm-hmm. He knew. And so during this scene, Rook bursts into Veronica's room because he's worried about Lorelai because she's fainted from the kiss, yeah. you know, and won't wake up. And Veronica says this happens sometimes, you know, when she gets stressed out. And then she's all pissed because she's like, what did you do? You know? Yeah. What did you, know, you do you to make brute, her stressed You know? Out. And then um, she is a little surprised, though, that he's worried about her. In this scene, you right. know, he notices that she he is actually genuinely concerned about her welfare. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just like, hey, she yeah, passed he's out. Like, How long is she going to be out? Does yeah. this happen often? He's asking. All yeah, he's like, questions. what's going on? He's like really worried. Right. Um, so he tells, you know, he says to watch over her while he is busy, uh, quote unquote, storming Benmore Castle. <gasps> Benmore Castle. <laughs> Benmore Castle is Dorian Blackwell's um home. Yes, and I Dorian Blackwell got from the Highwaymen. So excited! I was like, "This is happening!" This I know, is happening. I know. I was ready. That for was it. super exciting. Ready for it? That standoff. Oh, anyway, so Sebastian shows up and offers to help Veronica, of course, and Lorelai escape while Rook is busy. Because earlier in the novel, Sebastian notes that. This behavior is not typical of Rook, not right. typical of the captain that he knows. And he's like, right. well, this woman seems to be his weakness. Right. And, and so he thinks, you know, to be, you know, the good friend, he needs to yeah. get rid of her because they're after this treasure, right? Yeah. You know, they're he's looking for the treasure. He's a man. He wants his booty. Right. I'm not talking about the physical guy. Exactly. I'm he gets that booty. the body. <laughs> <laughs> he wants the other one. Yeah. Um. So Rook plans to storm Benmore Castle, but Dorian Blackwell is surprisingly expecting him. Oh, yeah. He's ready. And so this is back to your showdown scene. Well, actually, it's, yeah, it's kind of at this part. And I love how there's sort of this standoff between his men and his men. His men and his men. Right. You know. How did you feel whenever did were you did you make the connection already that this oh. was Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I definitely knew. So I was hyped this. about this scene. I was freaking like you know, you get the butterflies mm-hmm. for like the hero and heroine. I was getting the butterflies for the yeah. two brothers. Yes. You know, it, this was amazing. And the way Kerrigan Byrne describes them looking at each other and sort of this recognition or whatever going it's on. It's like his the rook's head hurts. Like yes. because he's like this name Dorian Blackwell. It's yes, like, it's ringing a bell, but I I can't grasp it. It's like right there. So, so so good. The rook is looking for Frank Walters, who he discovered was the person who tattooed the dragon on his forearm, and right. he wants to know. He's like he still wants to know who he is, and I don't blame him. Like yeah. twenty years of not knowing who you are. Yeah, and he. Like I said, he feels a slight recognition every time that Dorian Blackwell, that name crosses his mind, but he still Mm -hmm. can't remember. And he's like on a quest for that. Right. 
Dorian reveals that he has two things the Rook values to women, <laughs> one of which is the Rook's wife. So Ash, I like to call him Ash because, you know, that's who I love. I know. But I so know Ash is like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. How does he have these women? Why does he have my wife? And he was like, he's, yeah, they just washed up on a boat on my shore and I have that. He's so just like now furious. he's in a bind. The Rook's in a bind. Yeah. Sebastian's like, storm it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. The Rook's like, hell no. Mm-mm. But he's looking for Walters. And Dorian says Walters. He's not even there. He's like, well... If you're looking for him, maybe I can help you because I was in Newgate Prison with him. So Dorian Blackwell sees the tattoo and totally yes. recognizes it. He's like, the dragon, the map. And then he looks at him and he's like, you're dead. And then he calls Rook brother. He just like starts spilling his guts. He's like, brother. And he tells him how they avenged him. And killed all the Newgate guards that beat him. And Asha just like, wait, what? Wait, what? He's calling me brother. Meanwhile, I'm having all the feels and tearing up. And then Dorian (laughs) whispers in Rook's ear that that he's not Dorian Blackwell. You are. And I'm like, fucking yes. It was like such a big payoff. I was so excited about it. It was. So they go into the castle where Lorelai has been fretting. (laughs) And she was actually still passed out whenever Veronica and Sebastian loaded her into the boat. So it wasn't really her choice. And I like her better for it. I do. I do too. I'm like, I like that it wasn't her That she didn't abandon him. And she's actually worried. He's like, she's thinking to herself, does he think that I I left him him?" again? Yeah. So even though mm -hmm. she doesn't want to submit to him physically, she still is not ready to let go. Her heart's still there. Oh, she is not ready to let go at all. Uh Uh-uh. She still has hope. Um, So Dorian tells the story of the Blackheart brothers, which was Dougal McKenzie and Dorian Blackwell back in Newgate prison, how yes. they were, they were, they were brothers, you know, as close as brothers, you yes. know, back they in that time. themselves like closer than brothers. Right. Closer than brothers of all they went through. And they even look alike too. Yeah, they do. And he has the map and the sigil, which is the same as his tattoo and says Negre Aquae, meaning black water. Yeah. Yeah. So they figure out what that means. And black mm-hmm. water is actually the waterway. The waterway. Um, and they mm-hmm. figure out that the map is not roads, it's water. And they yes. and so they're like, oh, the treasure is on the Black Water River. Yeah. We've been passing it this whole time. Yeah, like it's for right years. <laughs> So Sebastian is all excited now. He's like, oh, they finally know where the map is. And, you know, um, so he's excited about getting to that treasure, of course. Um, Veronica is intent on getting back home. But Rook says that Lorelai goes nowhere. She's my wife. (laughs) She's mine. So he's we're back to that. Um, So Farrah is kind of like mediary. That's Dorian's woman. I love Farrah. Let him go. Let him go. Just rest and change. We'll talk about this later. Let's just take a little breather. Let the ladies rest. So Lorelai and Veronica leave. Yeah. So they leave. And then Farrah asks Rook if he loves Lorelai. And so. This is the type of men, like you said. (laughs) Yes. Your men don't have to admit like say out loud that they mm-hmm. love the woman but as long as it's implied and some of the more more broody men and i find a lot in historical which makes sense yes won't actually say i love you and dorian helps him out by asking you know what is she to you and i know um we kind of talked about this because we both love stephanie lauren's devil's bride yeah that's it's a, a little bit like that situation he doesn't want to admit that he loves honoria right. right and um he doesn't say it out loud to her but it's it's the actions it's the actions that are speaking very yeah. loudly yes so rook tells dorian that mortimer sold him into slavery and that he worked to get back to her like he's been trying all this time but every time he would try to get back something else would happen yeah. you know what i mean and so he was he's been on the seas for all this time basically right. trying to get his way back mm-hmm from around the globe. Um, Dorian observes that Lorelai is shy. You know, he's like, she's a little shy and advises Rook to show her your wounds. I like that part. Mm-hmm. So this th- is my part. This is my whole scene where yes. the advice part and it's so good. I know. So that she won't fear him and then we'll be able to accept her desire for him. Right. So basically it's like, if you let her understand why you are the way you are, why like, you're so scarred, know, like bear your soul to yes. her. Yes. Then she'll be able to accept that she does desire you. Like, we all know that she does desire yes. you. She was, like, really, like, screaming at Dorian Blackwell, like, don't kill him yeah. before he went out to go meet yeah. um, Ash. So we and, know this. And I love Dorian says, they need to know we are human. Speaking of the women. Yes. <laughs> they need to know we are human because eventually they will require you to love them and you'll find you cannot help yourself. Rook ends up saying, you know, that he doesn't want to take ownership of the name Dorian Blackwell. Yeah, like that's your legacy. He's like, that's your legacy. That's not me anymore. Yeah, that I don't feel an affinity to that name. Yeah, so he's like, you keep that name. And he calls him brother. 
Yeah. That He's was like, I scene. like that you call me brother. So Rook talks to Lorelai. He goes up there. He wonders why. He's like, well, why do you faint? First of all, I was like, yeah, why <laughs> do you on? faint? <laughs> <laughs> but she's done it ever since um, her leg got broken. And mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a, a result of a panic attack. It's kind of PTSD. How I see it. It's like PTSD. Yes. It's like yes. how she how she responds to stressful Stress, situations. Trauma. And she mm-hmm. said that it didn't happen while Ash was there at the house because she felt safe when she was awake. And I was like, oh. So <laughs> Thanks. Another dagger. Lie. Just kill me that. Kerrigan just like killing me. I know. Thanks. <laughs> but he then opens <laughs> up about what exactly Mortimer did to him and that he was a slave for 15 years. Yes. So he was a slave for the majority, the majority of the that time. time. He was a slave. Yes. And he couldn't get away. Right. But apparently he's like a type of good pirate. I mean, like he's not mm-hmm. like good to the bones, but um, he like takes from the, like the slave run ships and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Lorelai's like justifying it. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I can get on board with this. Like this was horrible. Right. And, um, but God, what he's gone through is like so horrible. And he says, I've had so much taken from me, my freedom, my dignity, my humanity, my name, my memory, myself. But your brother took from me the one thing I couldn't get back, the only thing I truly wanted, time. He wants time that, with her. Like, all of the years that they could have had together, completely taken away by Mortimer. And I think, I, I'm like, yes. I Yeah, I feel this, years. too. That is the most heartbreaking oh, part of this entire could story. Have been together for, could you imagine what their love story would have been like if they were just able? But it wouldn't be a Kerrigan Burr novel if they were just there. <laughs> So, just, they just lived happily ever after, and she raised her bunnies, for it. and it was awesome. Yeah. So he then tells her, surprisingly, I was really surprised about this, he then tells her that um, he's, he is selfish, he yeah. is brutal, he is cruel, like, don't try to romanticize me, yeah. and he won't be her jailer, and that she and Veronica can leave in the morning. And will be cared for. And I'm like, what? You're just letting her go after no, all that? Don't let her go. <laughs> so, yeah. He he just walks out the room. Mm-hmm. But later on that night, Lorelai is woken up in the middle of the night. And it's because Ash is having one of his nightmares, which similarly yeah. happened whenever she was taking care of him. Yeah. So she volunteers to go to Rook because she is familiar with Happen. And she thinks that she has the best chance to bring him out of it. So she does bring him back from the nightmare. And... She does it by putting her hand over his heart, which is what she did whenever they were younger. Yeah. And he's brought back. And whenever she moves her hand, like he didn't want her to move it. She sees it's (laughs) a tattoo of her freaking lips over his heart because she kissed his heart. Yeah. Whenever they were younger and says that she would heal it too. Oh, God. And so this is confirmation yeah. for her that Ash is very much still alive yeah. and loves her. And even he though still he loves her. Like he thinks he's irredeemable. He thinks that that part of him died, but it's really not. A part of him doesn't think that he deserves her with all yeah, the stuff that he's been that he's through. Done. Mm-hmm. He wants to be better for her. But Lorelai finally gives herself to him. She's like, Mm-mm, this is it. Okay. Done. This is <laughs> no, my confirmation <laughs> and take my virginity. And I'm like, yes, girl, take it. Yeah. Now it's time to consummate the marriage. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that pirate marriage. So, so af- the next morning. Yeah. So after, um, Rook tells Lorelai that he feels like if he finds the Claudius cash, he'll find himself. And that's that treasure. Right. He's been right. he's been really on his mind his entire life. Yeah. It's like, okay. Almost like I a legacy. I know who I am, but still, I've been looking for this my entire life. Yes. And I feel like I just need to complete this journey. Yeah, exactly. Which it's is something, understandable. He needs closure, you know. Yes. Um, and so he reveals that he should have said that he loved her back when he had the ability to feel it. Um, and her response is, it doesn't matter. I love you. Yeah. So so we're getting all the good. Everything is happy, right? Is this our happily ever after? No, no, not yet. Okay. Some more to go. (laughs) (laughs) So then Lorelai tells Veronica that she loves Rook and that she will help her return to her family or even get back to Southbourne Grove. That's like the Weatherstoke estate where she's from. Um, which Ash has purchased. <laughs> yeah, he's like thought way ahead. He's already purchased it from that yeah. gooch guy. Who oh, God. You know, and the thing is, the reason do. he's got like Barnaby planted, he's got all these things going on. Oh. I feel like he's been watching her it's quite a, it's a while. It's a chessboard. He has yes. all of his, he all has his all pieces. pieces in place. Yeah. So a man from Scotland Yard is there and they think it's about Mortimer. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, someone's coming because someone was murdered right, a couple days ago. <laughs> somebody <laughs> had a knife shoved up under his chin. Like, yeah. Uh, in front of the chapel. 
He's awesome and amazing. Okay, so but it's chief, and it's Chief Inspector Morley, who we know very well. Okay, yes, and Dorian we do. as well. He's we know from the Highman. We know from the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Christopher actually works for him now. But when he comes in, he doesn't call Dorian Dorian Blackwell. He calls Rook Dorian. Yeah, he looks at Rook and he's like Dorian. So he knew him. Yes, he knew him. Yes, and then he punches the other Dorian Blackwell yes. from you know our Highman Dorian. I liked the reasoning. That Kerrigan built in yes. with why Morley hates hate him so much Dorian in the highwayman so much. Yes, the one who assumed the name his real name is Dugan McKenzie, but why he hates him so much because we think from the highwayman yes. that it's because Dorian won Farah. Right, he wants Farah as and his wife we or whatever. Thought that Morley is sore that because he wanted Farah and right. Dorian got her. And that's why he's so hell-bent on jailing Dorian. That's not the reason why That he isn't hates the reason him. at all. So we discover that Rook Dorian was engaged to Morley's sister Caroline. Right. They were like okay. they were like this fantastic threesome. They were yes. um like and they you know working class on the streets kind of right. kids. Right. And you apparently know. Inspector Morley was like this amazing pickpocket. Yes. <laughs> so he was a criminal. He was yeah. a criminal and they did criminal things together. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he hates him is because Dorian went into Newgate prison to um he basically took the fall after Caroline, when Caroline was, was murdered. Mm-hmm. Inspector Morley was about to get arrested mm-hmm. and Dorian created a diversion and let the cops take cops him. catch him. And so the day that his sentence was supposed to be up, mm-hmm. Morley was there. He was like ready to welcome his brother back out from out from prison. Not his real brother, right. but you know, his blood brother. Um and out steps out steps someone who's not Dorian Blackwell, but, but calling who's him claiming name. Dorian Blackwell. Yes. So that's why he hates yes. him. So I know. rereading it makes so much I wanna sense. reread the Highwayman. I know I knowing do too. that and just like yeah. Anyway, we'll do I that thought together. that was a great layer. It, I was it's, like, ooh, I like it. I it was like great. that that was the reason why he doesn't like him. That's some serious planning she did way back when. Yeah, but this next revelation <laughs> that Rook remembers. Oh, yeah. After Morley points out. About Caroline. looks like freaking Caroline. Yeah. And Lorelai is like devastated to hear this. Yeah, because Caroline was supposed – Dorian was supposed to be engaged to Caroline. Right. You know, and, and then she was killed. And they said it out loud. And so Lorelai hears this. Yeah. That he did have another love. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's devastating. Yeah. That is so devastating. It's so sad. So she's thinking she's just a replacement. Right. She's like, oh, well, did he really love me or is this – I was just like a ghostly reminder of mm-hmm. the person that he really loves. So she's despairing and she had – she left and um, she thinks that she's being a fool and um, she thinks the reason why he cannot say that he loves her is because he can't feel what he only feels for Caroline, which mm-hmm. this is not true. This is not true. But someone is in the shadows because Lorelai has left the room. Right. And someone's in the shadows and they grab Lorelai, knocking her out. <laughs> and I'm assuming it's chloroform because she, like, smelled something sweet. Yeah. So um, did you know it was Sebastian? Were you like, yeah, that's I did. Him. Yeah. yeah, me too. I did. Because they kept setting him up for yeah. Yeah. him saying that. And he was so – in his, like, very lighthearted personality, started turning slowly toward mm-hmm. the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he, he just wanted her – not out the way, but yeah. Yeah. Like, he didn't really want her dead or anything. Stop he messing just, with her treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah, like, the treasure hunt's way more important than you, woman. Yeah. yeah. So Veronica comes into the room where um, Morley, Dorian, and Ash are still talking it out mm-hmm. and alerts them that Lorelai is gone. And there's a note. And the note reveals that Sebastian has put her on a flesh smuggling ship. And he has taken his crew to find and take the Claudius Cash, which is the treasure that right. they've been seeking. So he has a choice. So this is a test. Which one is more important to ask? Right. It's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so Sebastian tells Lorelai to look at what um, <laughs> what he's done as a favor. Because if he goes after the fake ship that she's supposedly on, he loves her. And that if he comes to the island, that he loves the treasure more. So it's Ouch. like, see, you'll get to find out if he really loves you or not. <laughs> you know? I'm doing you a favor, honey. Yeah. Even though I'm probably going to kill you or something, yeah. you know, because he's not going to get here in time and save you. Right. So, but they mutinied because, of course, they're pirates and they love their booty more than their treasure, more yeah, than love women. Love can be worth more than treasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, these aren't men who are like, you know, deeply in love or 
(laughs) and understand that sort of, you know, know, they're pirates, man. The deepest relationship that they ever had is um, their dick deep in a whore. And that's it. Exactly. You know, they're they're way more attached to their uh, pirate brothers. And even that they're willing to mutiny for treasure. So it's they go to this cave, right? And when they go to look for the treasure, the cave is empty. (laughs) And they're like, do do we have to fucking mine? Yeah, do we have to to dig? Maybe we have to dig. Maybe it's we're going to dig. We're going to start digging. (laughs) You know, but Lorelai realizes she's she figures out that the treasure is the black salt which was used to pay soldiers in the time of the Romans. Right. We did have a little hint in the beginning they talk of the about novel. The salty they talk about water. The, the black salt that's like famous yes. for that part of where they're at in England. And that is such a freaking cool I thought historical. It was cool. I'm all into that. that man. I never knew about it until then. So. Yeah, me neither. And I love it. I love I love historical stuff like that. <laughs> um so Ash shows up and says to give her to him. This like, whole um, get away from our woman. Yeah, and like, I'm going to, to fucking kill you. <laughs> and Sebastian just using her as a shield. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not alone, you know, because he has... Uh, well, he doesn't tell him that. Yeah. He, like, makes him believe that he is alone. Right. But he's got Dorian and Morley and, you know, others around. Morley, we discover, is a sharpshooter. And he wings Sebastian. So Lorelai escapes, kind of scoots around the cave, right. you know, and gets to safety. I like but, how I like how Sebastian's like... You missed, like, talking to Morley. He's yeah. like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Like, I'm not trying to kill you, idiot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love. you in. Yeah, this was an intense scene that I really loved, too. I love right. the big, this is a very good climactic because Lorelai scene. Because doesn't, Lorelai's like, oh, he showed up for the treasure. Not yes. me. No, girl. No. <laughs> Veronica saw Sebastian rowing away with Lorelai, so she already had the insider information. Yeah, she already she knew. Like, I saw you. Yeah. I was looking out on the water and I saw you. So we already knew that she wasn't on a flesh smuggling yeah. shit. So we get serious, like, uh, awesome, angry kiss yep. <laughs> in the cave. I like that. It was awesome. Um, so now Sebastian is going to be arrested uh, by Scotland Yard. You know, we, we need we need an arrest, right, for Scotland yeah. Yard. And um, since he is a member of this crew... Um, we also find out that he's an earl. Yeah. Morley just drops the bomb. Like, wait, what do you mean? Which Sebastian's makes me an earl? think, like, I wonder, like, is he going to get a story at some point? Is he redeemable, do you well, think, as a hero? After later? the epilogue, I'm going to say something about yeah, that. Okay. So, um, the epilogue. <laughs> Let's talk about the epilogue. <laughs> we have, <laughs> we have Lorelai, uh, being taken to America to have a procedure to correct her injured ankle. Finally. Of this part. Fucking finally. Yes. I thought about that too. I'm like, she could have had this procedure, like, a long time ago, but of course she was with Mortimer and he's an asshole. And I really love this part because the doctor's like, Yes, we'll have to re break the ankle. And he's like, What? Dorian's like Dorian's well, like not Dorian, not Ash sorry. Rook. Ash is like, No, we're leaving. No, you're not you're not breaking her ankle. He like loses his shit. And she's like, Calm down. Yeah, we do have a cameo too from other I love the cameos. We have a uh, Yeah from, from Imogen. Imogen uh and Cole, Cole. From the Duke, so. Yes, yes, which like is also an awesome one. Randomly, but that was cute. And then at the very end of it, saying she really did have the procedure, it did happen. Right. And there's a quote that says, a year later, Lorelai was able to cajole Ash to attend Veronica's second wedding despite her shocking selection of groom. Bold. But it does say that Lorelai didn't merely walk or hobble down the sunny lane in the south of France to greet her beloved sister. She ran that was so lovely i love how that ended like that was the perfect line she didn't but walk, i want to go ran. back to the veronica Clever. second wedding despite her shocking selection of groom so i'm wondering is it sebastian because they had a connection in this book right is it sebastian or not and do i want it to be sebastian after what he did because he kind of betrayed yeah. his supposed best friend i mean it doesn't really Morley say kind of becomes a hero in this story i would what? love morley well, kind of yeah. becomes a hero but I don't think that Veronica marrying Morley would be a shocking choice of groom. Yeah, that's true. I, that's why I feel like it it's Sebastian because he's a villain and that yeah. could be shocking. But I'm like, Kerrigan's going to have to do some serious work to redeem him. I Look, liked him at the beginning. Yeah. I loved him at the Speaking beginning. Speaking of notorious Sebastians, let's just hold our hold it for a second. <laughs> okay. And go You're back right. to Sebastian St. Vincent You're right. from The Devil in Winter. You're right. We hated him. We did. You know, in the book where he was the villain. Yeah. It happened know? in Autumn. I hated him in that. So it can be done. Yes, it can. And I have You're complete right. faith in Kerrigan Byrne if that's All where right. she's going. All right. All right. Yeah. Shouts so. to Kerrigan Byrne. She's an amazing writer. I cannot, yes. cannot wait for her next series because. I know. And that um, the first one comes out in August, guys. 
Yeah, so, so countdown. I cannot wait to How to Love a Duke in 10 Days. Yeah, it's already on Goodreads if you want to go add it to your TBR. Oh, yeah. Go go click that yeah. TBR Also, button. just, you know, Kerrigan Byrne is um, freaking hilarious. She posts the best things on Facebook. <laughs> she posts, like, the historical hotties. Go follow her. Oh, yes. Which yes. I love. I I do like those a lot. Yeah, and she posts just the funny fun. shit. Those are fun. I yeah. like I like good Facebook pages. Yeah, like so go content. follow her and find her, you guys. You, you won't be disappointed. So before we sign off, I just really want to know because I'm curious to find out mm-hmm. who's your favorite, like, or what's your favorite book out of the Victorian Rebel series? <gasps> I struggled with picking my favorite, but I think I settled on one. Okay. Um, I struggle between two specifically. <laughs> Me too. And but the thing is, my favorite book I don't think is my favorite hero. Is that weird? Okay. Well, tell me your favorite hero first, and then tell me okay. your favorite book. I think my favorite hero is Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> he had he had such a heart wrenching backstory. I think that's what it was. And I literally was just like bawling in that intro. I was I was I was telling I was like I'm not okay. Does it get better? I know. <laughs> is he- like I was like just keep going, just keep reading. Oh god, no. Christopher but is Christopher and for all of that when he again lands his sights on her, on his woman, on his love. Right. It is he is unwavering in right. protecting her. He's all put, in from the beginning. Okay, her. God. Okay, I think so, I have your same dilemma. Okay. I think I have a different favorite yeah. book now. I'm okay. a different <laughs> Christopher, <laughs> so I who's your okay? So who's your favorite hero? Well, that's not fair now because now I want to say Christopher. He was the other <laughs> one I was struggling with. Okay, this is not fair. Okay, okay, I'm gonna do what you did because you're cheating. So I'm gonna <laughs> cheat too. All right, Christopher's my favorite hero because he goes through a fuck ton. <laughs> and I also kind of like he's like he got the assassin thing oh, going God, for yeah. him, mm-hmm. and he's like supposed to assassinate his heroine. Yes, but then he doesn't. It's so something. fascinating. Oh, it's, it's like so a fate filled. Yeah. You know, I love. All that. Okay, so what's your favorite book? Okay, see, I think my favorite book is still The Highwayman. I think it's just because it was my first Kerrigan Burn, and it just it, stuck with you. It just stuck with me. But I've loved every single book. Yeah, you know. Okay, well, my favorite book is um, the, the Highlander. I knew you were going to say that. You told me yes. before I read The Highlander too that you think it would. be I said it's going to be your favorite, favorite book. I knew it was going to be. Not only do I like Scotland, but you get a glimpse of the heroine in Christopher's book. Yeah. And I was like, she better get a fucking book. I'm like, I know. she deserves a happily ever after. Does. I was like, Mina has got Mina. to have one. Yeah. And so Mina is the heroine of the Highlander. And I just felt totally vindicated whenever I was like, yes, yeah, she's going to get it. Okay. An so since we're doing cheatsies, I'm doing tiesies. My favorites are the Highwoman and the Highlander. <laughs> I just changed my mind because it's also so reminiscent of Jane Eyre, which is my favorite, favorite classic novel, you know? And so I don't know. It's just so hard. They're so good. It really is. It really is hard. But I'm going to stick by that. Christopher is my favorite (laughs) hero, but my favorite book to read and probably the one I'll reread again and again is the Highlander. The Highlander. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be discussing Long Shot by Kennedy Ryan. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 